Welcome to the Help Club for Moms podcast. Each week we offer biblical encouragement and practical ideas to help you know the love of Jesus Christ more deeply and become the woman, wife, and mother you were created to be. We're so glad you're here. It's going to be a great day. Hello there, this is Deb. Welcome to Mom Tips Tuesday. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I wanted to let you know that Crystal has the week off. She has been working so hard. Uh, she has five children. She homeschools. She also helps with a co-op, a homeschooling co-op. And also a dear friend of hers uh, re- received a, a devastating diagnosis and they've been helping this family a lot over the weekend. And um, she's so Crystal's tired, but, but she's so blessed because she's such a giver. If you know Crystal, she's such a servant and she is an incredible human being. She's one of my favorite people on the planet. And so she has the week off, but she'll be back next week. But I'm going to talk to you this week about the wise woman creates a home because we've been reading these devotions all week long. and We'll read them next week here at the help club. And so I'm going to talk to you about a really great tip about establishing a life-giving routine in your home. I don't know about you guys, but I always wanted my home to be a place that my children love to be. They would love, they have fond memories of, which they do. They're both grown now and they have fond memories of their home growing up. I wanted their friends to, um, to love being over here. And they did. <laughs> we were always the house where the kids would come sleep over One summer, one of his friends spent the night every night. During the summer, he would get here at night and the guys would hang out. He was a really sweet Christian kid and he's from a home where where his family wasn't Christian, but he was Christian and he's so sweet. But I think there was some trouble at home in the summer and he was here every night, just slept over and then in the morning he'd leave about seven in the morning. And so I think that was a hard summer for him, but we, I love my kids' friends. I love my son's friends. I love my daughter's friends. And I think it's important to cultivate that type of an atmosphere in your home. And with our children, I know this is going to sound funny, but I always prayed that I would be a little like Mary Poppins in my home, where I wouldn't just be a drill sergeant barking out orders to my children, but I would talk to them and I would pray this. God would help me talk to my children in a way that drew them closer to me. And so I always thought about Mary Poppins, like she's really fun. She she made cleaning fun. And I know that that's hard to do because we're tired and we just need to get it done, right? But I feel like if we ask God to help us to be fun and to talk to our children when we're asking them to clean in a way that makes them want to clean, or um, I like Mary Poppins because she made things fun. She did speak up when things needed to be addressed. She danced when dancing was called for. I mean... So I I wanted to design our home to where it would be fun uh, with our children. And so I prayed about it. And it's funny because my daughter, she works full time, but she works from home. And so the children are around her all the time, but she has babysitter, nanny type people come into her house and just hang out with the kids and play with them and do stuff with them while my daughter works. And she needed a new nanny recently. And I said, well, why don't you pray and ask God for a Mary Poppins nanny? A Christian Mary Poppins. That would be fun for the girls. And you know what? She did pray that and she got one. And so I'm really excited. I can't wait to meet her, but I hear great things about her. But, you know, I think God wants us to be cheerful. I think God, you know, the word says he settles the barren woman 
in her home as the happy mother of children. And I think God wants us to be a happy mother of children. Can you believe it says that word happy? A lot of people are like, oh, God doesn't want us to be happy or whatever. But there's a scripture that says he settles us as a happy mother of children. And so why don't we pray to be happy? Why don't we pray to to have the joy of the Lord be our strength, to have the presence of God be so strong in our homes that everybody who walks through the door will feel it. So let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for our homes. Thank you for the honor of being a homemaker, whether we work away from home or work at home or or we stay home full time or a homeschooling mom, whatever we do, Lord, that we would look well to the ways of our household, that we would make our home a haven for our families, that we would make it a place that our, our children and their friends and all of our families would love to be. And Lord, it would just be so life-giving that you would show us how to do this. And Lord, the most the most bestest <laughs> uh, accessory of our home is always your presence. So God, we pray that you would be in our homes. Your presence would be so strong in our homes in real and tangible ways and that everybody in our homes would feel it and that you'd keep the devil out of our homes in Jesus' name and come into this time. And I pray that whoever listens would learn something that she would remember or he for the rest of their lives in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to read a devotion that I wrote in the Help Club for Moms book called Establishing a Life-Giving Routine in Your Home. And I'm going to read it today because I feel like it's super powerful to think about your day, to think about your routines with your family, because your routines actually become your life. The day in and day out things that you do with your family become your life with your family. And so we should be praying that God will help us to establish life-giving routines. I'm not talking about strict schedules. I run from strict schedules. I do not like rigidity. I love flexibility. I love freedom. I love joy. I love fun. But we all need rhythms and routines. And so a rhythm would be like, when we wake up in the morning, we do this. And at lunch, we do this. And in the after school, we do this. Instead of being rigid, like from this time to this time, from this time to this time, that's rigidity. But there's breath there's breathing. You can breathe in a life-giving routine that feels more like a rhythm. So I'm going to read this to you. Proverbs 31, 27 to 29. And I'm going to talk about this when we're done because I have some ideas for you. She watches over the affairs of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her, saying, many women do noble things, but you surpass them all. And I love this quote by Charlotte Mason that says, the habits of the child produce the character of the man. Once upon a time, I was a mom with littles. I remember how much fun it was to have young children in my home, but it was also exhausting. I remember days when I would be home all day, but nothing actually got done. As a young mom, I knew I needed to have some more structure in my day so I could use my best hours spending time with my children while the homemaking duties still got accomplished. Now as an empty nester, I feel the Lord guiding me towards sharing about a life-giving routine that leads to a more peaceful and joy-filled home. When I speak of a life-giving routine, I do not mean a rigid schedule. The type of routine I'm talking about is more like a rhythm. A rhythm feels peaceful, not controlling. It allows for illnesses or a friend coming over to play. When we rule over our schedule, instead of our schedule ruling over us, 
We can enjoy spur-of-the-moment fun activities, knowing that the schedule will return to normal in a day or two. A rhythm will help you enjoy your life and the moments God brings across your path. It also helps your children feel normal. Oh, I'm sorry. It also helps your children feel safe and secure when they know what comes next. Here are a few tips for your family on how to establish a life-giving routine in your home. Number one, mornings in your home should be pleasant. Guys, if you want to raise a morning person, have mornings that are pleasant in your home. That's just a little side note. But here's what I wrote. Greeting your children with a smile and telling them you are glad to see them creates a joy-filled start for their day. Put worship music on in their rooms as you wake them up and tell them, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. That's Psalm 118.24. Help your children learn to love mornings from a young age. Number two, to help your mornings go more smoothly, set the breakfast table the night before. I used to do this all the time, you guys. Make sure you have what you need to enjoy a simple meal together. Be sure to pray with your children for their day and read a little devotion from a children's Bible. It's a great way to start the day. And on a side note, I would put, I had these little bitty round uh, pill things, like I would put out a little circular, they were metal. I'd put their little vitamins in there or if they're taking medicine or whatever they needed at their place setting. And I would put a plate and a cup and I would kind of know what was for breakfast tomorrow. It was just an, an easy way to just say, come sit down. Here's our breakfast table. And you could read a little short something. You could read them a short scripture verse and just say, guys, this scripture has been on my on my mind today. And you could just share one scripture that you're reading from your own quiet time. It's so powerful. Okay, number three. After breakfast, while driving to children to school or other activities, listen to a fun CD of kids' worship. We made it a point to only listen to children's worship music or books on tape in the car when we drove with the kids. When we dropped them off on at any activity, we would go tell them to go mad, which meant go make a difference. Doing this helped our kids be mindful that they could make a difference for the kingdom of God no matter their age. And I highly recommend if you have little children... I highly recommend going to Spotify and listening to either Listener Kids, or I would also, I highly recommend um, We Sing Bible Songs. Both of my children and my grandchild, my oldest granddaughter, came to Christ with We Sing Bible Songs. There's something very special about We Sing Bible Songs, and it's so good to have praise songs in your car because right? God inhabits the praises of his people. And so if you're singing praise songs in the car, if you have praise music in your car, you guys, his presence is going to be so near to you. You're going to feel his presence. Okay. Number four, have a quiet time in the afternoon. When our children grew out of their naps, we gave them the choice to sleep, read, or listen to a book on tape in their rooms for an hour while I rested in my room. Our daughter now says that these were some of her best times and that she loved that hour of resting and reading great books. Our son would quietly play with Legos in his room and listen listen to Adventures in Odyssey. And uh, quiet times are so good for mommy. And it's a good thing to do when your children outgrow their naps. They can just have a little quiet time in their room and you could set a timer in there and you can lay down or whatever you need to do. But I highly recommend just at least closing your eyes for 10 minutes, setting a timer on your phone for 10 minutes or 15 minutes. It will help you through the rest of your day to just 
rest, rest your mind. And if you can, if you work full time, I mean, that's a different story. But if you're home, I I highly recommend resting in quiet time. Number five, make family dinners a priority. Establish a time for regular family dinners with no TV or electronics. Carve out time to eat together, even if you have sports or other activities. And make sure to ask each other questions. In our home, we always ask the question, what's the best thing that happened to you today? Or what's your high-low, which meant what was the best part of your day and what was the most challenging part of your day? These questions helped us connect with one another and to linger at the table a little while longer. The dinner hour should be a sweet memory for your children. When dinner is over, everyone helps pick up and clean, put on some fun, active music, and dance around the kitchen together as you clean. And uh, yesterday, we we sat, we had our kids over, and uh, or, or actually a couple days ago, we had our kids over, and we went around the table and we just said, what do you love most about Jesus? And as adults, they all had these beautiful answers. And I just sat there so grateful that my children and my son-in-law and my son's girlfriend, they all had beautiful answers about what they loved about Jesus. And it just really told about where their heart was at during that day for that season. And, you know, it came from years and years of us saying, you know, what's the best thing that happened to you? Or what do you think about this that's happening in culture right now? Or, you know, what what has been going on at, at your you know, with your friends or whatever. I, I just think it's so good to, and to talk about Jesus. We talked about Jesus all the time at the dinner table, but now it's like breathing for us as a family. We all talk about him all the time. We love discussing Christ. We love discussing what is happening in our lives with each other. So it started when they were younger. So I highly recommend, I, I think if you're too busy to have dinner, you're too busy. <laughs> Pray and ask God to show you what things you can get rid of in your schedule. Your children do not need to be running, running, running. What did what did um, uh, the COVID season teach us? That we don't have to be in so many activities, right? If each of your children are in one activity, that's plenty. So just make sure family is a priority because I will tell you, I have had lots of friends who uh, were into dance or gymnastics or competitive soccer, which are great things. I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying they were gone all the time. They didn't have time together as a family. And they look back. I mean, they're they're thankful for the the experiences that that brought, but they regret not having the family time that that took away. So really pray and ask the Lord, where does he want you to be? Because sports are great as long as they don't dominate your family time. The family is the most important thing. It comes before sports and dance and anything. The family is the the utmost priority. The relationships within the family are the utmost priority. And so we have to keep perspective and not let the world determine what is most important to us. We have to ask God, okay, for our family, maybe God wants you to be on a competitive soccer team. Maybe that's part of his will for your life, but you should really know it. Like it's kind of a thing like you better know that's God's will for you because that's a lot of time, but he'll tell you because everybody has a different call on their life. And so do what God tells you to do and be, be brave if it's not something that he's telling you to do. The next one is create a fun bedtime ritual or routine for your children. Be sure to begin bath times and bedtime early enough to where you can take time putting your children to bed. 
The bedtime hour should be one associated with the sweetness of spending time with mom and dad. In our home, we read books to our children at night. Randy even read science encyclopedias filled with pictures to our daughter, Christy. And as a child, science was her passion. And now she is happily, well, when I wrote this book, it says happily employed as a software engineer. And now she, by the grace of God, owns her own software uh, company. Uh, But my husband read her picture science books all the time. She loved it. And and he read my son uh, books about, you know, building robots and and, uh, fantasy and oh, so many things about how to make things. And whenever my my husband read the Chronicles of Narnia to our children when he was on the last book, he actually got really sad that they were done with Narnia. But there's such good memories of reading out loud to our children. We read so many books out loud and reading out loud to your children creates a deep, rich soul. And there's books out there. I love the book, Honey for a Child's Heart. You can get it at the library and also books children love uh, because some books out there are trash and you don't want to read them and you don't want to let your children read them. Even if the world is reading them and loving them, you probably really don't want to read those books. But uh, I'm pretty sure that Honey for a Child's Heart updates. They have Honey for a Teen's Heart. And I trust those books um, in that book, those books. I've loved them. So find some good books to read to your children and snuggle in bed together or have some hot cocoa at the dinner table and read out loud. But reading out loud is an investment in your child's brain. It's an investment in your child's soul. It's an investment in your child's intellect. And so ask the Lord for books. You know, when we went into the library, we would ask the Lord, Lord, show us the right books and books on tape. Give us these when we go in the library. Keep us away from trash. Keep us away from things that we do not need to be sharing with our children. And let your children pick out books at the library, things that they're interested in. It it will help shape them. The next tip is let your kids listen to fun books on tape after you tuck them in. You will need uh, to account for this in your bedtime routine. So for us, we went upstairs uh, for bed early. And so we, like in the summer, we were outside more, but in the winter, we would go upstairs earlier and they'd have their baths if they, if we did bedtime knit baths, sometimes we did them in the morning, but we would account for the time to read out loud and not be rushed because we always just felt like it was special. And that we would also account for about 20 minutes so that they could listen to a book on tape or classical composers. Classical kids is awesome. The classical composers, my daughter loved the classical composer series. My son loves Adventures in Odyssey. But just letting them after they get tucked into bed, listening on a a tape player, a CD player, And uh, it's really cool to have them do that before bed. And so we put our kids to bed 20 minutes earlier so they could listen to their favorite audiobook and to uh, access a great list of our favorite audiobooks. Please go to myhelpcleverMoms.com. Actually, um, I think that you could also go to the Help Clever Moms website and type in at helpclevermoms.com, type in book review or book list. We have a book list there on our website. We just updated myhelpcleverMoms.com. So the favorite audiobooks might not be there, but the favorite book list is still at helpcleverMoms.com. And then the last thing is I already touched on this, but don't sign your kids up for too many activities. One per child is plenty. Resist the urge to schedule every moment of your child's life. Trust me, it's not worth it. A child needs time to simply be a child. And then the last thing I want to share with you is a tip. 
And I think this tip is super important, and I'm going to read it to you from the same book, but I think your children should love going to church. But a lot of times they don't like going to church because mommy is stressed out because we don't have the the Bible or the socks or the clean clothes or the underwear. We don't have food to feed them. And so if we took a cue from, I'm going to read this to you. So do your kids dread Sunday morning because of the craziness or simply trying to get to church on time? Take a cue from Jewish moms who began getting ready for the Sabbath several days before the day of worship arrives. Start preparing for Sunday morning on Friday. Make sure you have food in the fridge for a special Sunday breakfast. In our house, I always made a big breakfast on Sunday with bacon and pancakes. The delicious smells always helped get my kids out of bed with a good attitude. Be sure to lay out their clothes and everything they need for church on Saturday night, including their Bible and tithe. Gas up your car on Friday so you're ready to go. Pray with your kids on the way to church. Be sure to hang around after church is over to chat with friends and maybe even take one of your kids' best friends out to lunch with you. They will love these memories of fun Sundays in their home. And what we did on Sundays to make it as fun as possible is after church, we usually took each of our children at least once a month, maybe more often, um, out to lunch with us at this place called Red Robin. We would go to Red Robin, go have lunch, take the kids. They had these little... Uh, pinball machines and stuff in there they would get to play and then they would come back to our house to play and it was always really fun and I would go I would drive 30 45 minutes or an hour round trip to for a godly friendship and so if I saw a godly friendship blossoming between my child and someone at church and I and I knew that family or I really liked the child I would invest in that child I would drive that child round trip I would I didn't even care if the parents didn't reciprocate because it meant so much to me for my children to have godly friends. And so I would go the extra mile and I I did not look at friendships like my friendships or my kids friendships in such a way where well I'm not going to do this if they don't reciprocate because it just meant so much to me to just have these godly friends and so I highly suggest that we don't look at whether or not the other person is reciprocating. If you like that child and you like that the way that friendship affects your child, go the extra mile and have them over, have them over for dinner, take them out, drive them, pick them up, have them over for sleepovers. But godly friendships are worth the investment. So this is my Mom Tips Tuesday on establishing a life-giving routine in your home. So let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for today. And Lord, I pray that my dear one listening will learn to establish the life-giving routine that you want for her or him, if a dad is listening, in their own home. God, what do you want for their own home? This is their home with you. And so God, I pray that you would tell them and that they would they would add whatever it is that you want them to add or take out anything that you want them to take out or maybe keep everything the same. But God, that you would direct their steps and you would tell them what they need to have in their home. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys for listening. Be sure to go to myhelpclubformoms.com. Check out our new mothering kits. We're going to have a new one coming out for May. And you're not going to want to miss April. It is phenomenal. We have breakthrough videos all about the Holy Spirit. We have breakthrough for your marriage, breakthrough for yourself. Uh, we have worship in there. It is incredible. Uh, for only $12.99 a month. And we have 15% off coupon right now at myhelpclubformoms.com. So go check it out. Thank you guys. I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tell a friend about Help Club. Share this broadcast with anyone that you think who might be blessed. Love you guys. I'm praying for you. Bye-bye. 
Hey mom, have you heard about our new mothering kit subscription? We just launched it and we are so excited. We've been looking at all these moms who have been joining us, joining the subscription and just seeing what it's all about. We've been working on this for so long and we've been so excited to put it into your hands. Over in our mothering kit, we have monthly help for your heart as a mom so that you can fill up so that you can pour out. We have a whole mentoring platform over there so that we can help you to become the mom that you feel that you're called to be. We also have help for your home so that you can build a Christ-centered home with Christ-centered traditions for your family. We have help for your marriage, encouragement for you, monthly encouragement with reflection questions, and so much more. We have help for your kids. We want to help you in discipling your kids to know Jesus and to love Him more and to walk with Him all of their days. And we also have a whole worship set for you each month. Our entire subscription is themed, and it's really beautiful because you're learning one theme throughout each month, and it's going to thread through each part of our subscription. We also have one last thing we really want to tell you about is something in culture that we're tackling, something that's relevant to you and your mothering that you're facing and it's coming at you. And we talk through some of these cultural hot topics that we have to encounter as moms and know what to do and know how to guide our children. So we've added that in there too. And there's more. But if you wanted to just go to myhelpcleverMoms.com, you can see what it's all about and sign up for your free 14-day trial. And we hope to see you there. Have a great day.